welcome back to another episode of everybody's favorite family ministry podcast. You can call it that. <laughs> Raising the Revival Generation, episode 25. We are back at you. It's been a while, right? We've been busy. We've been doing things. We've been active. We've been all over the place. We have. And we've got stories. We have stories. But before we dive into stories, why don't we take care of the usual house <laughs> sure cleaning out well if you haven't it. done so already before to before before wow be sure to follow all of our social media platforms before you listen to another thing be sure to <laughs> we're on facebook we're on instagram and well that's basically it and of course youtube no. spotify oh i'm sorry we are on twitter now we are at it's not we're twitter, probably Bethany. i'm sorry get caught up in the times i i just feel like that was a really bad we are on X. Mistake, but <laughs> what does X you say? X yes. is the social media. We're probably more active on X than we are on anything else at the moment. Probably not because all I do is just take our. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and of course, we have our Facebook community, our group, uh, which is Raising the Revival Generation fellowship i don't know i, I was going to say festivities but that's that's not it don't look up that sometimes they're festive it, sometimes yeah but it's a fun little group to join and we welcome questions prayer requests things like that there um so yeah that's that's basically it be sure to give this video or or episode a heart or thumbs up or whatever it is on the platform that you're listening to um, we're on multiple platforms we're on youtube we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on amazon um we're on Google, I believe. There's quite a few. Uh, so whatever you're on, follow and give it a like, a share, a heart. You know you know how it works. You know how social media works. And if you care about your friends, make sure you introduce <laughs> them to Raising the Revival Generation. Yes. Because um, really the heart of this is to empower parents to raise up their kids in a yeah. way where they love God, they know God, and they walk in the ways of God. Yeah. Um, and as always, if you want to partner with this ministry, uh, we that is available. You can partner with us via on Spotify or you can partner with us. Uh, we have a link to cash up below. Uh, partnering with us helps bring this to you and uh, sewing is good. So not just that we have vision that expands beyond right, just us right. staring at a camera <laughs> and just sharing. Well, actually, I'm not staring at a camera. I'm staring at a light that is no, there's a bright light, me. bright light that makes me look like I have a shiny forehead. You do have a shiny, Anyways, shiny forehead. Thank you. You're welcome. It's the glory of the Lord. <laughs> It's like the oil that's poured on the head of Aaron and runs down his beard. Just drips. That be when so I think of oil, wait. I think of Pastor Sam. And, his, <laughs> and whenever you're sick and, um, and Pastor Sam comes to pray for you and it says anoint them with oil, he doesn't just, he bathes you in that stuff. He does. He, he takes it seriously. <laughs> he's like, he's like this is, we're going to, your hair is going to be slick. And then I remember he, remember when I had COVID? Yeah. I said it. Now we're going to get a flag. And it's going to be, there's going to be a warning on this that says, for information Falsy. about COVID, yeah. da, 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 da. but when I was sick with COVID and I was laying on my couch and we called Pastor Sam to come and pray for for me, and then he prayed for me, and then remember Zion came over. Oh yeah, he's prayer. like, you didn't pray for me, Pastor Sam. And his hand was so oily <laughs> that he like, just he put it on. <laughs> he put it on because he had he doubt. I saw the shirt. I saw the prayer shirt that had that well, has all this grease stains on it from oil. It's it looks to, like I it's at to the point we just went. Uh, we had a week's worth of services that we went actually two weeks. That we went to, which is one of the reasons why we've had a delay in recording. Yeah. And um, 
uh, the evangelist said he was going to lay hands on everybody and anoint them with oil. And Adeline was so stressed on what to wear because she was like, I don't want to get oil on my shirt. I don't want to stain my shirt because she's so used to Pastor Sam. the dumping of the oil. So It's, it's the anointing. It's the anointing. It just flows down <laughs> you. And stained your clothes. Yeah. In fact, I still have those. Sh- I, like I said, I still have that shirt that still has oil stains. Goya. Only the, only the most anointed oil of all. <laughs> Goya. Um, and we have a friend who's Puerto Rican who was sitting there saying, amen. Maybe. No, probably not. <laughs> Anyways. Never mind. That just uh, weird. So, yeah, we've been away. We've been away for, for a few weeks, actually. We, we actually dropped an episode after being away for a few weeks. Yeah. And we don't apologize for being away because, guess no. what? We're going out, and God's, God's doing things in our family and through our family and to our family, and we're excited about what God yeah, is doing. Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, but we have stories to tell now. We have stories. Right? We, I remember the we first, always have stories. Was it the first episode that we said, bring your kids, or we brought our kids to... To wear? Click, yeah, it was a clickbait episode. Yeah. That's what we did. So now you know our motive. We make clickbait type <laughs> titles so people tune in and they look at us. Actually, I find that people are less likely to click now. Like if I look at our analytics, it's you almost need like two. Oh, points. marriage in the S word was a big one. That's true. That is. I don't our know top, if that's that is our top like, episode. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> or if it's just a bunch of sickos out there waiting to hear what we have to say. <laughs> and um, it's not singleness, despite nope. what one person thought. No, so listen to the episode. You'll find out. Don't say you're asking us. What is it? What is it? Click yeah. it. You'll find out. Right. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, the, the episode, we named it, we brought our kids. To where? To where. Well, that yeah. was the name of the episode. And we specifically talked about our journey and how um, it started with God bringing us back to our, our Pentecostal roots, the, the, our, our Holy Spirit, Spirit-filled roots that we had kind of neglected yeah, and, and it cost us. It cost us um, just in some some major areas of our life. But God's a God of grace and God's a God of mercy, and He 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 brought us back. He reminded us of of those of those roots that we had, and He started bringing us on this journey. What are you doing? I'm looking for the, it's episode three. If oh, you're, okay, episode the episode three. is actually making God intentional. That's the title. I thought we, I thought on was the. The oh. graphic, it says, we brought our kids for Oh, you. okay, I see. No. But we talked about how, how we started going to these places where the Spirit of God was moving. Yeah. And that, and that in, in turn, had this domino effect. And so these past two weeks, we went to where the Spirit of God was moving. Right. And, um, Which we like to do periodically. I mean, with the Spirit of God is always moving. It's moving in our home. It's moving in our church, in our lives. Uh, but we also like to, to, to get up and go. Go to other churches where stuff is happening go to other ministries and just um especially for people who are in full-time ministry um we love those nights of just going to receive and why wouldn't you want to go where the spirit of god is moving yeah <laughs> right like That's i mean right. you can either watch jeopardy will of fortune or go to where god's doing <laughs> amazing things do in that? Those is that still a thing like we brought a student so we went down to uh, crossroads community church in, in fitchburg mass yep um with pastor brian tomes great church and they had a special um, evangelist from India, Ankit, or yeah, I'm saying his name wrong already, but he was there, Ankit, yeah. Ankit, and he was, and he was just, um, he was just ministering. And the, and the first night we got there was, it was, it was a special night. Mm-hmm. And then the second night was special too. And in yeah. fact, we brought a student with us. Yes. Um, and, and when the evangelist was going around praying for people, mm-hmm. he, uh, he prayed for this lady. I don't, it wasn't even like a, a prayer. It was just a, he was just going around he was praying just for people. Laying hands on people. And the lady got up out of a wheelchair and just walked. Yeah, it was incredible. Just walked. Well, there and, was- and our, our student who came with us, he, he went from the front to the back. 
he was he in never, the wrong place. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time the whole time. But then the he said he said he was amazed because he saw this woman get up out of out of her wheelchair and just walk past yeah. him. Yeah. And that so was a cool moment. Yeah, it was a really cool moment. And for him, it was just like, yeah, you got to see the glory of it's God powerful. displayed. And I was thinking about that like today. I was reading in John uh, chapter twelve, no eleven. John chapter eleven, where it's talking about Lazarus and his dying. Mm. And at the beginning of the of the chapter, it begins with the word of God. Right. Right. And he says, "This death, uh, this sickness, will not end in death." That's mm. literally what Jesus says at the beginning. You will live and you will not die. And he he speaks those words, and then he goes through the whole motions, and and he waits two days. And you're like, well, why would you wait two days if someone's sick? Why wouldn't you go right. heal them? And then. He sets off. Well, he, he wasn't sitting around not doing anything. He was ministering. Well, yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, there's priorities. Like, right. in, our, in our mind, it's your we, friend. We, think, we think a timeline, right? right. God, oh, you've yeah. got to show up now. Right. Because if you don't show up now, this person's dead. We're dead, yeah. Or this isn't going to happen. We're going to be bankrupt. All these different things are going to happen. And God, if you don't show up on our time. Right. And it says that Jesus knew that he was sick, and Jesus said he's not going to end in death. Right. That's right. So God's timing is not our time. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I took out of that. Yeah. That was like, wow, God, your timing is not our timing. Right. In fact, you got more glory because he was in the tomb for four days. Four days, yeah. You got more glory by the end of the story because it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. It worked out better for God's glory. Yeah. And so, so he, he goes through that whole procedure. He gets there. And then I got to the part where he's talking to Martha. And he says, Martha, he's like, you'll see him again. And she's like, yeah, I know I'll see him again at, at the resurrection at the end right. of time. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection. Right, right. What you're looking for in the future, I am that. Yeah. I'm the resurrection and the life. And then he says, do you believe that? And she says, I believe you are the Messiah. And then, and then he goes on and Mary comes out and Mary says the same thing that Martha says. If you were here, he wouldn't have died. And then he, Jesus says, he says, show me to the tomb. And he weeps. Right well, then. she, but Mary, isn't it that she, she kind of like crumpled at his feet and, it, and she stirred his heart. Does she that, did fall at his feet, the, but she the, said the same thing Martha said. It's like, it's like a, yeah, but I, I don't know. I just remember reading like a, just a compassionate, you should read it. Well, it was right after that that Jesus, he, it says he, he, he saw everybody coming with her and they yeah. were weeping and mourning with her. And it says that Jesus wept. Yeah. And then, um, which is some people say is the smallest verse in the Bible, but it actually isn't. And I couldn't tell you which one it was, but I think it's in the Psalms. Anyways, he gets, he says, take me to the tomb. And then he tells him to move the stone away. And then he, and Martha says, but Lord, he's been in there for four days and he probably stinks. Mm. Like it's the natural, it's the natural again, right? If you would have been here, this never would have happened. Yeah. Now he's dead. Now it's too late. It's too late for you to respond, God. Right. It went way past the time that you were supposed to be here on my, on my, my clock. Mm. And then all of a sudden Jesus says to her again, he said, Martha, mm. didn't I tell you? If you believed, you would see. Right. Right. And I was, and when I was reading that story today, I stopped there, and I just, I just was thinking about, it. I said, God, I believe. Yeah. Like I, I believe, I want, I believe to the point where I'm, a, I want to see the glory of God in my life. Like mm. that, things are never past due. Right. They're never beyond your control. Right. You're not limited to time. You're not limited to space, and death can't even stop you. And then he opened the tomb, and he says, Lazarus, come forth. Mm. And then he says something interesting. He says, um, release him or un- unbind him. Yeah. Hmm. So what you're saying is, is that, that 
it's likely not just uh, I think he's talking physical, about death. but spiritual. Yeah. Death. He's saying right. that's why we get death. Where's your sting? Right. He says anybody who believes in me will live forever. And even if they die, they don't die. Mm. Those are the things that he says there. Hmm. And so, yeah. But um, anyways, we were just I was just thinking about that today as as I was reading and how um, how it's never too late for God to do things in your life. That's right. And it's never too, you're not, actually, I had a whole other place I was going with this based on our conversation <laughs> before, and I totally forgot. Well, that's all right. But anyway, there you go. Keep going. There's my Devo for the day for you guys. Um, and then right after that, you want to know what they do? They plot to kill him. <laughs> Those great, great, great Jewish people that want to kill Jesus. Anyways, back to the evangelist, and I had... I'm going to try to tie it together now. That was ready a bunny trail. That is oh, yeah, for tie somebody. I'm going to okay. tie it together I'm, I'm ready, ready for so it. Like, so we went to those places because we wanted to see the glory of God. Amen. And we got to see, we literally got to see miracles that I, I, I can, I can honestly say, I've seen miracles before. Like our daughter's yeah. a miracle story. Yeah. Um, our friend's son who had this back healed. Yep. That's a miracle story. But it's another thing when you're in the environment and you see hundreds of people line up to give testimonies of what God's done. Yeah. And, and that lady who got up and just walked. Like, if you believe, yeah. if, you, if you really believe, if you, if, you, if you live your life a life of faith, then there's never too late of a time yeah. where God can't intervene into the story and display his glory. Because yeah. at the beginning, ah, here it is, at the beginning of the story, Jesus, Jesus said, I'm going to go, God's going to get glory, and the sun is going to be glorified through this. Mm. This event, this event that seems tragic, this event that seems like it's, it's like uh, beyond your control, that, that in those moments it's the time where faith is activated mm. and you get to see the glory of God. So we went with expecting to see the glory of God. Yeah, amen. We went with that. Right. Very, we got we excited about it and we told our kids about it and they got excited about it. We went with the expectation that God was going to do something. We were going to sit there and be spectators. Yeah. Now we didn't have any healing that we needed. Right, so like it wasn't like I didn't have a broken back, but there was a well, lady with a broken back that got healed. Right, there was we didn't really have like a not that people have an agenda, but we didn't really have like a, oh we're going we're seeking this or we're you know like or we're seeking a word or anything like that. We just wanted to go and just be in God's presence. Yeah, just to be an eyewitness to miracles. But you know what I find <laughs> when we do things like that, like a lot of times, like even when you and I are going and we're like you know we're not sick, we don't need healing, we don't need any any of those things, and we go. Um, sometimes that opens up and it reveals things that are, is going on with our kids that, that we might not have recognized or have seen. And that happened to us. There, there was something yeah. that was going on with one of our kids. And through the series of the services, you know, we were able to kind of um, open them up and see them. And, and, then, and then there was healing that brought into it. It was, you know, a relationship with somebody else or a friendship rather with somebody else. And so we were able to speak into that and it was revealed through by going. Whereas, I mean, it might have been revealed otherwise, but it was a perfect scenario. You know, what better place, right, to begin to work on healing for those things? Than in the presence of God? Uh, yeah, exactly. Then, then coming out in anger or coming out, you know, later on as being something that was held on to or whatever. So, because well, that's all part of that process, too, is that God loves our kids. Yeah. And so the things that are going to be the issues in their life as you bring them to the presence of God, he start, God speaks to them. Yeah, that's right. God speaks to your kids. God speaks to our kids. Right. And so those things that, so when I tell them that, like, when I tell them, I, like, when I preach at a youth group thing and I say, you can come to Jesus and, he, and you can lay your burdens down. Yeah. They take that to heart, and they literally go to the altar, right? And they, and they lay, lay them lay down. down. They say, yeah. "God, I don't want to deal with bitterness. Right? I don't want to deal with anger. This person was mean. They said things that I didn't like. 
and they lay it at the feet of Jesus and they're able to offer forgiveness. Yeah. And that's, that's something you teach them, but it's also something as they learn, they experience. Yeah. So it's not just like, like math. Like right. doing equations, and so this is how you get two plus two equals this, two plus six. It's uh, that like that's a knowledge, but there's yeah. a knowledge that comes through experience. That's right, and that's what happens at those events. Mm. So like we went right, and we saw God move in our kids' lives, but there was other things that happened that were more confirmation for us. Yeah, the, just things that God has been speaking to, to us. So we had we had outside conversations yeah. that we were just talking about. We like literally just talking in our house. Um, and then all of a sudden, when we go there, it's the very it thing we said. wasn't even just said. in our house. It was on the car ride down yeah. as well. It was the very thing that we were talking about. And what we said God was speaking to us is the very thing just, that was spoken yes. in that moment. Even to the point where we, so giving. Yep. Right? We, we, were, we were just, like, we sow. Um, yeah. We're not, we're not saying that to be boastful. Right. But we're not shy about it. Right. Because God loves a cheerful giver. That's right. And God, and every time we've given to God, he's never, ever, ever let us... No. Let us fall. Like Sunday we'll have a book with all the stories because it's and, and yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and so like we were talking about giving and and um and we had sown. We actually well, we sewed <laughs> We over. didn't just sew. We we paid our bills and then we were just like we're done. We just, just give it all because yeah. we have the <laughs> Well and we had uh we had like a like the first night we sewed and you gave a number, but I was thinking another number and it bothered me for twenty four hours. And the second number I was thinking was, you know, basically everything, you know, kind of calculate enough. Anyway, so that, that's what it was. We literally sewed everything. We sewed everything. We went back. Oh, I just burped a little. Sorry. In the mic. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, but uh, we sewed everything and then we were sitting there. Yeah. And I remember this and I was sitting there and I had nothing to give. We yeah. gave it. Actually, that was. Yeah, we gave it all the night before. Like literally. We, we had more. We had like we had some cash. We had some. No, we didn't have cash. Smaller bill. Yeah, we did because I I had cash in my bag. Oh, and you're the kids, holding out. No, the kids sewed it. I gave it oh. to one of the little ones, and so they I went didn't and know they that. they sewed it. Yeah, I mean, when we say we give everything, we like Bethany. A house we literally cannot stand. You got to tell me. You literally things. saw it happen. You can't claim you what sitting, I see and what I don't see. You were literally sitting right next to me. You literally saw me take it out and put it in the envelope, and then a child bring it up. I think it was Micah. Our kids, Could have bring been up, our kids bring up envelopes full of everything. <laughs> I know. So, like, if we ever come visit your church, like, our, like we've taught our children and our church has taught our children, it's not just money, right? No. It's not. It's things. It could be things uh, that are valuable to you, you know, that, that you sow. And so, um, and so, like, for instance, in, in our kids' ministry, uh, regular, regularly, we have kids sew, not just our kids, but kids sew Pokemon cards. Or That's Legos. Like, or Legos. Or, like, rings makeup, lipstick, I mean, just Home stuff. Depot just, cards? Just, not Home no, Depot cards? No, Hobby Lobby cards. Hobby Lobby cards. <laughs> Shout out to the evangelist. Uh, you know who you are who got a Hobby Lobby card. That was our kid. Um, but she sewed that and she got back. She did. She got double. So, yep. like, yep. you can't, God, what does it say? God, Jesus, uh, God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. It's a condition of the heart. And so that's what I was getting into, the story that we right. were talking about. So we didn't have anything else we could sew because we literally, we paid our bills and we sewed everything. Yep. We're like, and part of that's just the gift of faith. And four years ago... We wouldn't have done that. No. We would have given like two bucks. <laughs> yeah, we would have been like, mm, you can have $15. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that would have been a stretch. <laughs> but, but, but we were... And I was sitting there the day after. Because we've gotten to the point where, I, where we've told God, like, money's never going to be in the way of you. No. So even if we go bankrupt or broke, 
God, it's all for you. That's right. Money's not going to control our heart. Right. And, and so we were, the next day, we sowed everything, and I was praying. And I was just sitting there, and I wasn't intending on giving anything. But I was praying. I said, God, we've given everything to you. Literally, we've given everything <laughs> to you. There's nothing else I can give. Right. And I told, God, I told him, God, I give you my heart. And in that moment, as clear as day, God says, okay, then give me this. And I, was, I had something that was, that was very valuable to me, and it was a gift, and I loved it. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, you hear these stories that people tell you about how they gave because God told them. And they're like, no, that can't be God. God wouldn't tell me to do that. God. Yeah. And, and so, like, we had given all our money. <laughs> but God was like, okay, you told me you have your heart. Then give this. Mm. And I was reminded by the story uh, in Colossians and Corinthians where it says, it says, let each man determine in their heart what they're going to give. Don't give out a compulsion or yeah, pressure. That's right. But you give out of what is determined in your heart because your heart, because God's after this. Yeah, this is right. what God wants. He yeah. wanted it from the beginning. He wants it till the end. God's, God wants you to love the Lord with all your heart because your heart is what's going to motivate. It's, don't let things take your heart. Well, and it's, that, it's, it's to clarify some false teaching when it comes to, to giving is that God doesn't need our money. The church doesn't need your money. No. Like I, and I think like, and that, I mean, that used to literally be something that I taught was like, was in, in a ministry, it was like, oh, well, you tithe because pastors like to eat. Like, we, we like to be able to feed our families. Like, that's a great thing. And that, it's, that, it's that, like, mindset. But that's, that's not what it is. No, because the Bible God teaches us. God doesn't need us. it. He'll provide. He'll, he'll do what he yeah. needs to do. He, he has no need for your $100. Because the Bible teaches us that God can send ravens. Right. He, it's just, it's not. The man yeah. of God ate because ravens right. delivered food to him. Right. The, the Israelites ate in the wilderness because God provided. It's not a matter of providing for something. Yeah. It's a matter of your heart. Right. And, and this is what God was teaching me. It was, it was consecration. Mm. It was to say, God, I don't just give you my finances. And this is, this is part of your family, too. I don't just give you my, my, my lip service. I give you everything. Right. right. And so God's like, then give me that. Yeah. And, uh, and I started, like, like crying. Mm. And I told God, I said, God, nothing is going to get in the way of you. Amen. And I walked up and I took what I had and I put it in the offering box and I came back. I said, God, you can have it all. And mm. I just kept saying, God, you can have it all. God, you can have it all. I give it all to you because you're worth it. Mm. And so, um, but that was, that was a, a very impactful moment. And I right. told you about it. I didn't, yeah. I was quiet because I was reflecting. But you, but you also thought I didn't know, but I did. Because I was just thinking, I was just, that moment for me was, was really a very powerful and a very yeah. beautiful moment for me. And I was just, and I was just like, I didn't regret it. Right. Like sometimes you give. It wasn't and, the ga- giving hangover. No, sometimes you give and you regret. But for me, it was right. giving and it was freeing. And, and it was like, it was just me saying, God, I love you so much. Nothing, not even the most valuable thing I have will ever take your place. Yeah. And if you don't know, I've given other things that were more valuable. Sure. But that's a totally different story. Yeah. And that actually, it's a cool story, but it's a totally different story. And then we came home and and we went back to the service, right? Or no, we no, did youth. No, 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 no. It was that, we pulled out of the parking lot. We were pulling out oh, of the yeah, parking lot. Buttons. Pulling out of the parking lot. So we got everybody, you know, we've got a student with us. We get everybody packed in. You know, we have a 15 passenger van and we pull out of the parking lot. And I, I guess to, to note this, like for a couple, for a series of time before that, We've had like a weird noise in our vehicle, like a weird 
brake noise, but not like normal brake noise, like abnormal. And so we're like, well, it sounds like something's stuck. I don't know. I know nothing about cars. So anyway, we go to pull out and we're at like kind of this bottom of the hill, leaving the church. It's literally in the church parking lot. We're leaving the church parking lot and we hear a pop. And we're like, oh, that wasn't good. And after that, the it was fine. Yeah, the brakes, the brakes were, were fine. It was great. It was like, oh, all right. Well, whatever it was that was making that sound, whatever, it's, it's gone now. Praise God. <laughs> uh, we drive all the way home. You know, we're, we're like an hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half way home. And as soon as we get into our town, it starts making like a little bit of a noise. Yeah, like, like there a starts squeal. being like a, a squeal noise. So we actually pulled into our parking lot, dropped off a friend, leave. Of course, it's all like one o'clock in the morning. Go across town to drop off our student. And as we're backing out of our student's driveway, the worst sound in the, the world. The worst sound in the world. It was like, Brr. it was so bad of the, the back brakes. We get, we get home. You test the brakes a few times, pulling forward, going back. It's making that awful sound. I'm sure the neighbors loved it at 1.30 in the morning at this point. And uh, the next day when we got out, there's like a little piece of our brakes like on the, in the parking lot, like on the ground. And yeah, and then someone came over and told us, and was like, well, you need a car, don't you? So hey, they took our car. Yeah. They drove it across town and actually <coughs> changed the brakes for us. Yes. And little did they know that we had given everything we had so we couldn't afford to <laughs> replace our brakes. It's true, yeah. Um, and, I'm, and so they uh, they replaced the brakes for us. Yeah. They took it and they worked great. Yeah. But um, not only grateful. that, we went back down. Yeah, so then that Thursday, we get the, the van back. I mean, well, I was like up here, I think working on school stuff because we just started school with the kids. So I think I was in preparation and I really wanted to go but I just, you know, we didn't have our vehicle. We weren't sure. You were tired. You know, we just, we didn't know what we were going to do. So I was like, okay, God, like, if the van is back, like, be, like by 4 o'clock, then, then we'll go. And, like, he, like, rolled in at, like, 4 o'clock. I mean, it was like that. And so I said, okay. So we packed everybody up. You didn't up. tell us. You left it. In yeah. We packed everybody up. We, we went down. And that service was good. It wasn't as impactful for us. But it was a good service still. I mean, they're all good service. And then um, Friday we went back down, right? Yeah. That Friday. Got out. No. Was that the Friday? One of the days they did. No, that was the week after. Oh, okay. And then, anyway, so you want to continue the story for what happened that weekend? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, no money. Back to that. <laughs> we had given everything and I gave extra because I was consecrating my life to God. Mm. Uh, just saying, God, it's all yours. And, and sometimes... You, you, you think you're giving up a lot, but you actually gain a lot more than what That's you think. Right. Yeah, you, you give up what you could earn for what is unearnable. Right. <laughs> um, and like, I think of like Paul when he says, like, like, I forget, like, everything else I count as rubbish. The old power, the position, the money, everything that defined my life, I count as rubbish for the sake of knowing him. Yeah. Um, and that was truly what happened that night that I, I gave that valuable thing to me. But, um, but so that that weekend, um, we're sitting here and someone comes to our house. Yeah. And um, and they they knock on the door and they're just like, God told me to give this to you guys. Yeah. Um, because what you guys do is important. And so this is someone that we haven't haven't really seen. Yeah, we've known for a long time. We've, Actually, this is the second time that they've done this. It, we've known him from a previous time, yeah. like when Adeline was a baby. Yeah. Before Adeline was born. Right. 
And so you're talking, what, 14 years? 15. 15 years point, going yeah. On, yeah, 15 years. And so she, the lady comes and she says, this is for you guys. God told me to give this to mm. you guys. And, to, and so um, it was, it was, it was more, a, it was a lot more than what we gave. Yeah. A lot more than. It was a significant we, amount for us, yeah. And so, but it was just another sign of like, we didn't give to get. Yeah. Because. Right. It's that not, wasn't our intent. It's not about that. Right. You don't you don't just give to get because yeah. that it's a it's a heart condition. That's right. If if I gave all the money I had and didn't have a heart for God, then it wouldn't matter what I gave. Yeah. But but it's the heart that God's after. God loves a cheerful giver, and why are you cheerful? Because you love God, and you right. know that you're not just giving aimlessly or or like with no with no motive. You're giving out of the love. It's an overflow of love. Yeah. And that's that's what generosity too is, is too, right? Right. It's a it's an overflow of love for God and for and for your neighbor that causes you to be a generous person to give. Right. And so we gave, we gave everything. We gave, I gave extra just from my, just because I felt like God laid it on my life to do that on my heart. And uh, and then God because He's good. Right. Right. God is good. God is so good that He at the end of the week mm. we had more than what we started with. Right. Right. And then we went back down. Yeah. Just one night the next week because we had stuff going on. It was busy. And um, we went down. And during this whole time, there's been, there's been things we've been releasing. There's been things that, like, God has been teaching us that we're, you know, a mindset that we're trying to get out of, a spirit that we're trying to just say, you know, we don't want any of that. We, we only want the Holy Spirit. It's the only spirit that has permission to have anything in our life, right, is, is the Holy Spirit. And uh, that, that night was incredible. It was incredible for us, but it was uh, really incredible for one of our kids um, who had been who had kind of dealt with this situation. And the same thing that we're working on releasing in our life, it's like trying to attach itself to her. And so we were able to really work through that and, and, and release that. Um, but if you know this podcast and you've listened to us before, you know that um, there's a certain thing that happens when God is doing breakthrough in our life that we've come to recognize. And that is our dogs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And not in a good way. And not in a good way. So, again, we're leaving the service. And I'm, I was actually just finishing up in the restroom. And I felt our oldest daughter, Lexi, was home. She had to work. So she was home. And uh, she had gone out to dinner with her fiancé. And then like, he dropped her off. Um, and I felt the Lord tell me to check our camera. And, you know, we have a ring doorbell camera. And that's I, I don't really check the camera unless something pops up. You know, it's not something that I really take time to do especially when we're not home it's just I, I just not something I do so I was like all right so I I open up the camera and I check and I see that the, the one dog is outside by himself and so um he's learned to open our door just with his mouth he can just open the door and leave so uh anyway we're an hour and 45 minutes away hour and a half away and it's like an instant thing. Like we were just in the presence of God. It was miraculous. It was a really wonderful just time of worship and being in his presence and all of those things. And the second we step out into that parking lot, it's like, oh, but but here's like the weight of the world or like the stress of, it's not even the weight of the world. It's like the annoyance of the world, the stress of the world. Now your dogs are running around town again because that's just, this is what they do. 
And, um, and so, you know, we're telling our, we call, call our daughter, say, Lexi, you need to go out, you need to find the dogs. Call and the this, cops. and, and actually from what we, what she told us was actually the second time. So she came home, brought them out, went back inside, went downstairs and was like, what the heck? And then realized that they were outside again. So she just thought, well, I didn't shut the door all the way and they were able to get it open. Uh, no, the dog just can now open the door. Um, so we, yeah. So, oh, and we call the police because they know our dogs unfortunately and so we're like well you know just let us know and they they had they didn't have them and we checked facebook because every time our dogs get out there's always this you know post on facebook <laughs> about our poor neglected dogs running around every single time and we're like they just like to make friends that's what they do they're very friendly creatures um and so anyway but there was no posts and that was abnormal so a little while after driving home she lets us know and of course we have no service so no, that's the, the other thing ride. so we have no service the whole time so you know i'm trying to get service to like figure out what's going on so a message comes through that she was able to get our mail dog the puppy the one who opened the door the troublemaker um you know because he because you know after the last time he opened the door and left and he got hit he's now scared of cars so he kind of stuck around it just took her a minute to find doesn't him. really cross roads anymore <sighs> so she brings him so it's just our older dog who, um, you know, we basic, this dog is basically on dog hospice at this point. She's old. Um, she's just, and she's not doing well and she's losing her vision. And we had this fear that she was just going to run away and it, that, that would be the end of her. And so we're driving. And as soon as we got into the next town over, I audibly, I just had in my spirit, I said, no, <laughs> I said, we're going we're gonna to find her either driving back into town or she's going to be in our parking lot when we get home. I said, I said I'm not dealing with the cops. I'm not dealing with, with, with uh, posts on Facebook. I'm not dealing with a dead dog. I said, this is what it's going to be, and she's going to be perfectly fine. So we get into town. We don't see her. We drive around again at 1 or one thirty in the morning, almost 2 o'clock in the morning at this point because we're insane. Driving around, don't see her. Pull in our parking lot. You get out, and I hear you go, Kimmy, get over here. And there she was. She came walking down the road into the driveway. But, you know, it was a situation that normally, like, will really stress us out. But we just, we resolved. We said, no, we're not doing this. Our dog's going to be fine. She's going to get home. We're tired of this. I don't know where I was going with the story. But. Well, I think, I think, well, if you can survive the stories, I think that a lot of times when God wants to do something yeah. in our life, there's mm -hmm. an enemy that doesn't yeah, want exactly. God to do the things that he wants to do. So when you go to a service like that, or you experience and encounter those things, all right. of a sudden the brakes on the cart like, fall off in your driveway. They literally fell off. It's crazy. <laughs> the guy said, the guy, our friend, he's like, he's like, I've never seen brakes like that. I said, well. God must be doing something good. But your brakes fall off. Your dogs run away. You, like, the enemy right, tries... Right, these are the, stress, these are because, the frustrations because what of the world. It, what does it say? The thief comes to steal, kill, steal and, and destroy. to destroy. That's right. John chapter 10. If you know the tactics of the devil, then right. you can identify them for what they are and start calling them out and be like, what are you, stupid? But if you've heard a previous story about the dogs getting out where it was like a complete meltdown and our children challenged us and convicted... Well, me. Challenged me and convicted me in, in this process. Again, I was excited because my response wasn't like of you know complete oh being overwhelmed or whatever it was just no this is what it's going to be we're going to get the dog she's going to be fine and and right now if you're listening to him be like well that's just because you've had experience with this or whatever but that's not that, that's the work of the spirit well, in yeah. your life because like think yeah. think about it. like 
you can, you can respond certain ways. And if you have a tendency of responding a certain way, and then all of a sudden you're not responding that way, that's the work of the Spirit in your life. Amen. So if that's you're full right. of anxiety yeah. or fear or anger or whatever that, and all of a sudden you're not acting that way, right. give credit to where credit's due. Right. That ain't a coincidence. Well, that isn't just, a, a, just yeah. because you've learned to cope with it. It's because the Holy Spirit's doing something in your life as you surrender it to Him. Right, and this dog is almost 12 years old and never, and she's run away countless times. Never comes back. She has never, not one time, come back. Not one time. Every yeah. single time she gets picked up. Every the cop station, single the cop time. shop, or the. Uh, and, and so to me, I was just like, oh, the, there it is. It's it's ne- now our male dog has come back. She has never come back. He comes back now more frequently since he got hit by the car. Yeah. When he sees a car, he gets scared. Well, also his breed, his nature is to kind of wander, but not like run away. That's kind of like not there because of the breed. But there's not a whole lot going on um, up there, except for, you know, when he's opening doors. So. But anyways, so back to the, what we were talking about. We said we had stories. Yeah, we have, we have a ton of stories. We always have stories. But, the, but, but if, if, we could, if we could just hone in on, on one thing is that. <laughs> Is, is, I think it's that aspect that God was up to something. That's right. God was doing something. Yeah. And the enemy does not like what God That's wants right. to do. Yeah. And, and this has been a common occurrence. Um, that it's, it's, and, and get this. It's not, it's not higher levels, higher devils or bigger devils. It's, not, yeah. it's the same enemy. Right. It, it's how much you allow it to affect your life. That's right. Yeah. Right, so like, so we just come from these services. God does something great. I like for me that moment where I couldn't, I can't even define in words like what I was experiencing in that. We saw, we literally saw a lady with back problems, missing four vertebrae. Remember that? And yep. then she's like, like yep. right up the right up the spine, healed. Starts bending over, starts running. A lady who was wearing sunglasses because of her glaucoma and right, couldn't be in the room. The auras all around her. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's standing. She's like, I see everything. Yeah, I see. Or- or the young man who had had the hearing loss. That one was incredible because he had had hearing loss. And uh, so the evangelist went all the way to the back of the room. was like, you can, without a mic saying, you know, Jesus, you can hear me or like whatever he was saying. And the kid's like, yeah, I can hear you perfectly fine. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes your flesh can be like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm sure he was really deaf. Maybe his ear was like blocked or whatever. But he literally pulled his hearing aid out of his pocket that he had had because he no longer, I mean, he literally took him out. Boom, he can hear. He's just got a hearing aid in his pocket now. Hearing, you know, a whisper from across the room, mm. right? That, that's miraculous. That doesn't just happen. You don't just wear a hearing aid for the fun of it. You know, those things are expensive. And, and that was, and so that whole week was packed. Right, and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger because God was doing such amazing things, and right. the glory of God was just filling that place. Yeah. But as you go through those things, like, oh, the financial breakthrough story. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was incredible. With the, with the family that came and they were past due on their forty thousand something crazy. Like they're about that. to be. They're about to be foreclosed. And they only had. They didn't have enough money to pay the to pay it. So yeah. what did they do? They sewed it. Yeah. And they then all of a sudden, had. that next day, they get a call from the bank. Within, saying, it wasn't even 24 hours. Yeah, it was like the bank was like, well, we're going to roll over your loan or whatever. We're going to lower the interest rate. Everything was clear. $40,000. And yeah, we're starting fresh. Keeping your house. Yeah, and, it's, and this miracle that they needed, it's like God right, and they, they like weren't familiar with the church no, or the they ministry. Were just coming. They saw, a, it was a Facebook ad that yeah. they saw, and they came, they heard, they received, they sowed. $40,000, about a literally debt. weeks and weeks they were about to lose their home. Miraculous debt cancellation. It was. And so, like, I don't know, we're just, like, rambling about <laughs> we're stories. We're just telling stories. But, like, 
But just, just understand that when God's doing something in your life, it, you fix your eyes on Jesus and what God wants to do. And don't allow the enemy to steal, kill, or destroy any of those things. It's yeah. easy. That's why we brought up those stories about the brakes. Yeah. Driving an hour and a half, and then all of a sudden you have no brakes, and, and the only other car you have can't fit half your family. <laughs> Literally. So, we're, so we were just like, well, we're not going to fret. Yeah. We're I mean, not going to be whatever, and we don't have any money to pay for it because we sewed it all. <laughs> But then all of a sudden, God sends someone and says, hey, you need a car. And then he fixes it yeah. for you. Yeah. Or, or like even selling the money. Yeah. We didn't give so that we could get. We, no. we gave because we love God. And in return, God, God's like, I love you too almost. It's like, it's like I, 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 see that you, I see your heart. And he responds to faith. Yeah, he does. He responds to faith. Don't, don't pray in fear. Don't be motivated by fear because fear is not what God responds to. Right. God responds to faith. And one of the things that we've, that we've learned, too, is that you can sow a seed and you can rip it up based on your attitude. Right? Yeah, in fact, it, one, of, one of the guys said that. Yeah, and he showed the example of, like, sowing and then you, like, walk past it and then you rip it up, right? And that's with lack of faith. It's with uh, attitude. It's with it's a lot know, of it's attitude. It, it, you it, sow it, and, then, and then you have a bad attitude. And right. You rip it right, right out of the ground. So, and, and I think Because God loves who? A cheerful, a cheerful giver. giver. Yeah. And we've had times in two, like, I mean, I know like personally where it's been like, okay, well, like I, I gave and it's the wrong mindset, right? Like I gave, I don't know. I don't understand like why we're not having like breakthrough in this. I don't understand like why we still don't have money. I don't understand. And it becomes like a grumbling and then it becomes like um, a lack of wanting to serve. And, you know, it just, it snowballs. It snowballs yeah. and snowballs and snowballs, right? You can rip that seed up out of the ground depending on your attitude about the seed. So if you're just like, well, you know, the evangelist says you need to give and I'll give you this. And then like you kind of go on and everything falls apart. Well, probably your attitude you have to look at and the attitude of when you gave and then after the fact oh also the motivation for giving and the motivation i don't know why yeah. we're talking about giving so much but yeah, well. but the motivation for giving yeah is is it, it isn't because like i've read that verse a ton of times in fact it used to be when i was younger it used to be on the back of the card the envelopes for our church's yeah. tithe mm -hmm. it always said that god loves a cheerful giver but it's not just a cheerful giver. God loves a God loves someone who has determined in their heart what they're going to sacrifice. Because it's, it's a sacrifice, right? Yeah. When Abel brought his offering to the Lord, right? He 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 sacrificed before God. He gave the best of what he had. Cain brought a sacrifice too. Yeah. You know that? It's not as if he didn't give bring and, a yeah, sacrifice. It's not like he just held everything. He yeah. gave a sacrifice too, but it wasn't out of the out of out of, out of abundance. It wasn't the best of what he had. Right. He held that back for himself. And said, God, I value you this much. Right. This much is what I value, so I'm going to give this to you. Right. And, and, and we know the story. Abel was blessed, and, and, God's and, and Cain gets jealous of the relationship because... This is crazy. Now, hear this. Right, real fast. It just clicked right now. Cain gets jealous because Abel was willing to sacrifice greater yeah. uh, value oh, wow. and had a greater relationship and a greater blessing from God. Hmm. Think about that. How many times do people sit there and they grumble and complain about what other people have, but they don't know the sacrifices that were made right. when, when it was just them and, their, and, and the little that they had? Right. Because it's a condition of the heart. Yeah. It's a right. condition of the heart. Abel was saying, God, you're worth it all. Yeah. You're worth the best. And, and then Abel and Cain was like, God, you're worth less than the best to me. Right. But he was still jealous of the relationship. He could have had it. Right. What did he have to do? Just give the best. Right. He says, that, he says if, you did, if you did what Abel did, would, wouldn't you get the, the fruit that Abel got? But how, many, how often do we do that? Like in that mindset, we get mad. 
Right. And that was something Well, you that, look at another person getting blessed and you go like, that's ridiculous. You almost become How can they bitter. have that? How can yeah. they have this? Yeah. And, right. and want to know what you become? Because God satisfies. Yeah. He makes us content. Right. I've learned to be content with a little. I've learned to be content with a lot because when I'm content, I'm not lacking yeah. because God meets my needs. When you're, when you're not content, you're coveting. Yeah. The Ooh, opposite of contentment right. is coveting. Yeah. And then you want what everybody else has. I want what their family has. I want that car. I want that house. I want their relationship with God. And that's coveting. Right. To be content. Like Paul says, I've been content with a little. I'm content with a lot. I'm yeah. content with in every area of my life. That, that prevents the coveting of other people's stuff. Yeah. And so if you're not content, most hmm. likely you're coveting. Hmm. And you can co- and we always That'll think you, we always think that you're just coveting things. Right. Cain coveted the relationship that Abel had with God. Hmm. And people hmm. do that. Right. And then to my response to that is everybody wants to be prosperous. Yeah, that's right. But nobody wants to be faithful. <laughs> everybody wants the reward without the journey. Right. Everybody wants the prosperity now. Without going through the process of surrendering your heart and even dying to self. Right. So that this, when we say this world has nothing for me, I will follow you. That's literally what we're saying. God, it's not about cars. It's not about money. It's not even about if I can eat be, because it's all about you. And in return, what you find is that everything you need is found in your relationship with God. Mm. That's the covenant promises. That's the covenant names of God. Jehovah Jireh. What does that mean? That's the God who provides. Right. He's Jehovah Rapha. What does that mean? He, that's the God who heals. And it's all those, even the name Jesus. Yeah. The Lord is salvation. God is my salvation. Like that's everything we find, we need is found in him. Hmm. And so therefore, this ties me back to my original story, finally, (laughs) is that like when Jesus speaks something in his word, it is yes and amen. Amen. Jesus said, Lazarus will not end in death. Right. The end of the story, guess what? Lazarus is out of the grave. He's He's living and active. The things that God speaks in his word, that when we hold on to them, right? And God, it's almost like Jesus is saying, us, saying to us, he's saying, if you believe, right. if you just believe, you will right. see my glory. Right. And then we doubt his word and we doubt his promises. Oh, God, you're not that good. Or God, if I give, then I won't have enough to, to live. Right, I've got to feed my kids. The only reason why we tell you our testimonies, is, this testimony is to encourage you. Yeah. Is to encourage you because in all honesty, I heard someone say this. God is not, and this, hear me this, he doesn't care if you're prosperous. Hmm. He doesn't care if, that, if you're prosperous. What he cares about is that your heart is completely His. devoted. That the eyes of the yeah. Lord are going to and fro right. throughout the earth, seeking whose hearts yep. are completely devoted to him so yep. that he can show himself strong on their behalf. Right. That's what it is. God is completely interested in heart. What do you give a God who has streets of gold in heaven? What, my, my hundred bucks, is that really going to make God not break the bank? Right. Like, what are, what are we talking right. about here? Well, like, and that, that's what it comes back to. It's that God doesn't, he doesn't need exactly. our money. And, and, and the other thing is, is that there's a reason why he talks about money so much in his word, right? And much more than what we want to acknowledge, much more than what most churches want to acknowledge or ministry want to acknowledge how much he speaks about money. Because he knows where our hearts lie. Right. Because even even if you don't care about, you know, designer clothes or the best house or like whatever, you still care about feeding your kids. Yeah. Right. It's still like, well, I got to feed my kids. You know, that's money. That that's that's provision. Those are those are things he knows what what holds on to your heart. And that and that's like in Malachi. Mm-hmm. 
He, he literally says, he says, you say, I, you say that, uh, I, I say that you have robbed from me and that you've kept from me. And you're like, well, how do we, do, how do we rob from you, God? And he's like, because you don't bring your tithe and offerings. Yeah. Right? And so he's saying, he's saying you're robbing from me. But then he gives them a challenge. Mm. He says, see that when you don't do it according to my word, that I won't open up the windows of heaven right. and pour out a yeah, blessing. See, what me. ends, up, what ends yeah. up happening in our life is that we think that, that this is going to solve our problems, that this is going to solve our problems, right. that if I can accumulate this, that if I can have like $10,000 in the bank, that if I can have just a security fund, like we try to build our little kingdom when the greatest thing that we could ever have is God. Right. When, when Moses is on the mountain, right? And, and God just parted the Red Sea. God just delivered the people from, from Egypt. And he's on the mountain. And he says, God, show me your glory. Mm. Like, I'm not satisfied with the past stuff. Right. I want your glory. And then he goes on to say, make this claim. He says, God, if you don't go with us, we're not going. Because your Amen. presence yeah. is the most valuable thing in our lives. And without you, we will die. Right. See, what you, what you end up exchanging is monetary things that you're going to spend anyways. Yeah. You're going to give it up. And those things are going to pass away. They yeah. don't last. Yeah. You, you're, and, but, you, but you exchange it for the God who provides. Yeah. That's right. The God who actually says, taste and see. Right. Taste and see that I'm not going to well, do those things. You know, Try me in it. We, and it's the aspect of holding everything with an open hand. Right? Whatever comes in, goes out. Right? And not just like, well, I mean... It's easy, you know, if somebody sews something to you and like, oh, this is mine. You know, yeah. like they gave this to me. This is special. This, this is mine now. But we hold everything with an open hand or we should. You hold everything with an open hand and the only thing that you hold on to that goes, this is mine. This is mine is Jesus. Right. That's yeah. it. That's the only thing we should be clinging to and holding on to versus anything else in our life. Everything else, you know, we give to Jesus. Everything. Well, there's like a couple of verses that speak of the heart condition mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like it says, uh, it says where your treasure is that your heart will be yep. also. Yep. Like. And you can, you can often, and I, I don't necessarily say this, but people say, like, like, if you show me your bank statements and all that, I can see where your heart is. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Uh, like it, but, but if it's something, and I wouldn't even go that far necessarily, but I would so say, say if, that, if, it, if, you're, if you're truly holding on yeah. to it like a miser, <laughs> that's the test. Yeah. Um, because... Because then that's because you think about what's money. Money's your time. Yeah. Money's your investment. You spent your you spent your energy to give that. But that, what is the Bible? T- how are you supposed to love the Lord with all your heart, heart, soul, soul and ma- mind, strength. or strength? Yeah. Is another version of everything that you have. Yeah. So when Abel's bringing that offering, it was his time. It was his energy. It was his strength to yeah. to raise them. He invested everything in that. And said God. You are worth it all. And, you know, sometimes it's not just monetary. Sometimes it's not just money. Sometimes it could be lifestyles. It could be, you Children. know. Um, Children. You bring as them a up mom, on a mountaintop and you sacrifice yeah, them. Right, right. Well, I was no, saying, like, joking. as a mom, as a young mom, you know, you, you kind of, when we talked about this before, you kind of get in a camp. You know, if you get into this camp, if you're a crunchy mom or a natural mom, you get into this, to this camp and it, and if you're not careful, eventually it can become something that you hold on to with such a closed fist because yeah. this is what you believe is right and this is what it is and this is what it is. But it's a lot more fluid than that. God, God wants an open hand with it. And, and, but hasn't that been our journey anyways? Yeah. The things that we thought we knew when right. we finally were like letting them go is when God started interjecting himself. He's like, it's almost like he's like, are you, are you going to start listening to me now? Yeah. Are you going to start listening to me? Right. Are you going to start hearing right. me? Yeah. Are you going to start seeking me for this? Right, right. So like even in parenting. Yes. 
Like, so we talk about giving, but in parenting too, like when we finally let go of the closed grip we had, we actually made room for God. That's right. And then everything we thought that we had obtained and everything we thought that we were doing right, like we exchanged for what was better. Yeah, that's right. For what was better. Right. Which was the spirit. Yeah. So everything that we held on, and it's like almost in every area of your life, it's God's getting you to that point where he's saying, are you finally going to let go of that? Are you finally going to believe me and see? Right. See, like, like, and a lot of it comes down to the fact that we put God in boxes in our lives. Mm -hmm. So God, we give you Sunday, we'll do our tithe thing, but once I give you your 10%, the rest of the 90 is mine, it's almost mine. like God yeah. wants to steal from us, <laughs> but that's not it at all. So what, what <laughs> we end up getting is that when we finally surrender our heart to him and we start allowing him to do those things in our lives, in our finances, in our marriage, in our family, is that we exchange what was lesser for something that is so much better and then right. it becomes easier. Yeah. That's the, that's the other thing, too, about life, right? The more I surrender to God, the more he moves in those areas that, I, that I've held on to and, and I've tried to do it myself. Someone shared a testimony that, about this at, at um, Full Kingdom Business yes. meeting. Yeah. And he had a business and, oh, and, he, yeah. and he was $2 million in debt. And he looked, and, it, and then a couple years later, he's completely out of debt, and it's funding all the ministry stuff yeah. that he wants to do. And it was a business he continually tried to get rid of. Get rid of, and, and it was the same exact thing, but when he finally surrendered to God, mm -hmm. and said, God, I'm done. Yeah. I'm surrendering to you. His business flourished. And he said, he said, look at the kingdom I built by myself by holding on to it so tight. Two million dollars <laughs> in debt. In divorce. And a, yeah. Yep. And he says, this is what I built by myself. But yeah. when God, in, right. I let God interject himself into my story and I started listening to him, what was once a deficit yep. flourished. And funds his ministry. And funds, yeah. yeah. That's right. And so like, um, it, it's the exchange of what we think, we, we hold on to it so tight. Yeah. And then it's just like, I'm just going to release this. We did that with our kid. That's why we started this podcast. It, yeah. was, a, it, was, a, it was saying, God, we think we know what parenting is, but we want you to lead us. Right. Well, and so we're going to start releasing these things that, that we've held on to that we thought were just like so important, so yeah. vital, but really you're the most important. That's right. Well, and I think about that in, in other areas in our life and even, even committing to stay at the church that we're at currently, that, that, that was that because we had an idea of what we wanted to do and a, and a calling. I was saying Hawaii, but after the Maui incident, I don't know if that was such a good idea. <laughs> God was saving us. I was going to say it was a calling that we weren't quite ready to step into either but we we kind of held on to this we're like this is what we want this is what we want to do this is what it is and then when we released it to him and when the pit of our stomachs at what we really knew what god wanted and we said okay like this we're gonna do it your way i mean it, it just it changed everything for us and brought us to, i mean really to this point to this place um which has been incredible so that it's it's, don't think that when we're talking about this and prosperity and all of these things that it's just money because it's not. No. Yeah, and, and actually, so, so here's the other thing. Today is the first day. This is not the end point. That's right. This is the first day Man, his for, where, are new every for where God's going to bring you in the future. So don't look yeah. at this like this is the end all be all. Right. Because God right. has planned. It says that his, his ways are higher than ours. And it says to the God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever hope or yeah. even imagine Amen. to him be the glory in the church forever and ever. Like that God right there, like as you, as he has plans for your life, this is not the end, right? right. I remember telling you that I was like, I was listening to someone preach and God said, this is just the beginning. This is the kickoff 
of where where of where God wants to take you, wants right. to take your family. New beginnings. It's the new beginning thing, and it begins with trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Yep. Leaning not on your own understanding. In my understanding, I think I need to start fixing the problems. Yeah, right. And I need to start doing things to fix the problems. And I need to hold on to things just in case the furnace breaks or just in case the car breaks down. And then yeah. all of a sudden you find out that you're just, you, you're holding on to everything so hard because you're so fearful that you can't even release anything. Right. But God's not about that. Like, I, like Elijah. Elijah's yep. hiding. And God's like, you know what? I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to send ravens. With cheeseburgers. With, yeah, as our pastor says, cheeseburger. I think it was actually like steak, filet mignon. No, porterhouse. Filet mignons are so tiny. Well, Almost girly. You, you know what I always think about? Like, um, I'm going to mess up the names. You're going to remember because my memory is not great. But there was other prophets that were hiding in caves and they were provided for. And I always wonder, like, did, did the ravens go and, like, steal something? Like, take it and then just go bring it to him. Well, it's like what David says, right? It's, it's one of my favorite psalms. I've been young and I've been old. Yeah. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's right. Amen. And, uh, and it's true. It's, it, it's almost like God calls us just to say, just take him at his word. Yeah. Like, we always think about that, that, that story of Hebrews chapter 11. Not the story. The stories mm-hmm. that, that are the heroes of the faith stories. Yeah. And, and I was telling our kids that, and, and you, I think it was family devos, I was like, these are real people. Yeah, they are. Like, can you imagine, just putting yourself in the shoes of just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, yes, yeah. And someone puts up an idol. Yeah. And they're like, bow to it or die. <laughs> and they're young. They're young men. They're young men. And, and they're real. Yeah. It's like, what fear did they have? Right. What emotions were they feeling? Because yeah. we like to tend, pretend like they're all like Captain America, <laughs> who's, who's fictional. But no, these right. are real people. They're hiding, they in had, a, hiding in a wine press kind of people. They had, to, they had to determine in their hearts, God first. Well, it's like that with Ruth. Well, yeah, all of them. I mean, I mean, well, I mean for example, you know, is, is Ruth, she left everything. Everything. Yeah. And so like, so like as you go through the stories of the Bible... You see these people, and they're real people. Like yeah. fear, um, anxieties, those things, they had, they were there, and they they're were pressing. So when our dogs left, that's nothing compared to a fiery furnace. <laughs> but, but they're facing it, and they, and they literally say, they say, King, our God is able. Yeah. Our God is able. Amen. And he's worth it. Right. He's more valuable than our lives. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to bow. Yeah. And even if you throw us in the furnace and he doesn't, right. We're still not going to bow. That's the type of faith. So, so it's, it's taking it from being a theory right. to being practical. Right. Practical faith you're living. And so like when you think of pa- practical theology, which is a, a term. Practical study of God, yeah. It, practical is how it affects your life. Right. The practicality of it is, okay, because I have this view of God, this is the way I live. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a humongous view of God. Mm. They, it wasn't a puny God they were serving. And I remember one time I preached, and I preached on this very topic. And I said, and I kind of summed up what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, and it was like, it was like fire. I was like, I was, I was, I was in the moment, Didn't you? and I was like, I was spitting. Fire? Spitting fire, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, they were like, they said the king never, they said, oh, king, you build statues, our God builds universes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. we're not going to bow. Right. 
And that's the view that they had of yeah. that's the view they had of God as they went towards the front. You want to know what that is? It's looking at a complete uh, annihilation. Yeah. You're about to be obliter right. obliterated. Right. And you look at it and you smile and say, "Even so, God." And they went into the fire. That's faith. That's the faith. That's the faith. And he wants. He wants that. I mean, that's the other thing. It's yeah. that, like that, 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 that's pleasing to God. That's why he says in the persistent widow, right, you know, will I find my church like this? Like, what am I going to find them? Are they going to be full of faith, right? Our church, the church on a whole, we need to be full of faith. The persistent widow, that we're going to keep pressing forward and keep pressing forward and not letting the annoyances of dogs and breaks and kids Fires. and debt and all of those things overwhelm us and consume us, right? And that's, and that, well, that, ties to that story too if you believe you will right. see that's right if you believe you will see the glory of god that's right if you believe you're gonna and and so i'm not saying first of all i'm hoping that you're not facing a fiery furnace if you are you probably and i hope your dogs don't <laughs> run away either you're, you're probably in a very like maybe like middle eastern or like <laughs> place where they're gonna throw you in a fire Detroit. but we'll be praying for you <laughs> but uh but there, we have to start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. We have to start in those small areas of our life to say, God, I believe you 100%. Right. And you, you can start simply, too, with just praying and just saying, God, search me. Search me. What do I need to release to you? Yeah. Right? Just search my heart, God. Where, where, where is it? What is it that I am holding on to that I need to release? Chances are, though, as we're speaking, you probably already know what it is because that's usually how it happens. It's, not, it's usually not a surprise until, I mean, sometimes I guess it is, like a, once you get a little bit deeper. But oftentimes, especially in the beginning when you've been holding on to things for so long, right, when, when God says, you know, release this to me, release this to me, you, you, you kind of already know where your heart is. And, it, and it's going to be an issue. It's going to be hard. Yeah. So, like, but that's the promise of the Bible, right? That's right. So the, the Bible makes the suffering. a suffering. The promise Roman makes... State. What? Sorry, keep going. Okay, I don't know what you just said, but uh, pull it up. In, 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 in God's word, it says that He's given us everything we need for life and, God, and godliness. And what we need to do is start taking those things that we have, the things He's given us, and apply them to our life. Yeah. So, it, so faith is the reality. It's walking in the reality of who God is. Mm. And Hebrews eleven six that says that without faith it is impossible to please God. Without knowing who God is, yeah, and walking in that reality, not the physical reality, because we all know that this world is going to fade away. Right, the Bible says that the world and everything in it's going to fade away, and the things of God are eternal because they're spiritual. Yeah, the Lord is spirit, and spirit is what created this physical world. God spoke it, and it was right. And so it's, it's, hanging, it's, it's hanging on to the things of God and applying them to our life, right? So, so if we, if, say, for instance, and, it, and like I said, it doesn't just apply to money. So don't, don't say, oh, they're just talking about money, 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 money. Because if, money. That's, if that's your attitude, first of all, then maybe you need to have a better perspective on money and where your blessing and where your prosperity, whatever. But, but the second thing is that, is, that, is that if there's things in your life that have, are controlling you, yeah. fear. Right. The Bible one. says that God did not give you a spirit of fear. That's fear right. is not of God. That's right. Anxiety. Yep. The Bible specifically says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. It says this, don't be anxious about anything. Right. But in everything but prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And this is what comes from God. Peace. The peace of God, which passes all understanding or, or 
guard your hearts and minds as you grow in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians. Or Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. It, it, like, if those things are what's controlling your life, then it's time to start laying them down. Because those, want to know what those Bitterness. are? Bitterness. Sorry, that yeah, no. That's a huge one. Bitterness, anger. Yep. Right? All those different things that control our lives. God wants to remove them so that we can go to deeper places. Right. That we can go to deeper places with him and so that we can grow. So the things that, like there were things in my life four years ago that were a big thing at that mm-hmm. time. They aren't anymore. That's right. Because as God removes them, you grow. That's right. Amen. You grow and you grow. And then there's other things that just pop up. And God's like, well, I want to get rid of this now. Yeah. And you're like, okay, God, if you say it, I'm going to get rid of it because I know I'm exchanging for what is better. Yeah. I'm I'm like turning it in. I'm saying, here's the old model. Give me the new model. It's like what I always teach the kids. If God says it, he's going to do it. So if he says, give this to me. His word is sure. You give it to him. And so as you surrender those things, you begin your family, Right. right? Now, like. If you've never spent time as a family praying or in the Word of God, do it now. Yeah. Exchange. Today's the day. Don't don't go to phones. Don't go to don't go to Xboxes. Don't go to social media. And when you're as a family sitting in different places, yeah. don't do that. Come together, pray, seek God together, pray for each other, read right. the Word of God, and see the results that God has for you. Yeah. Because it's going to transform everything. And right. and like I said. The dogs are going to run away. The brakes are going to fall off the car. Who knows what's going to happen? As you pursue the things of God, the enemy is going to be there to steal, kill, and destroy. But you know he's going to steal, kill, and destroy. But you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You don't have to subject yourself to those things. And and you'll find, too, those the the, the annoyances of the enemy, those things that he always goes to, right? Because he's not creative, right? And he also knows how to get you irritated. That's the other thing. He knows how to get you off of the things of Christ. He knows the things that that word that we all hate trigger you right to where you go into like frozen mode or you go into fear mode or you go into whatever he knows it it's 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 obvious to him it's easy for him to go back to that right but when you begin resisting him resisting the enemy right renewing your mind thinking only things of the the things of god and not on, on your sinful nature right things begin to change and you'll notice it happens a lot not easier but there's it it becomes a i don't know what what's the term i'm looking for it, it does become easier. It becomes, it becomes but like, le- I don't know like, what word you're looking for. Uh, maybe it was easier. Right. I mean, so when this happened with the, do- with the car, with the brakes, maybe, maybe that was more of a frustration for you than for me. Cause I was just like, well, God will figure it. We'll figure it out. No, no. I just said, okay. It, 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 we it wasn't even, a, it was, we were like, well, we the brakes fell bed. out of the car. I guess we'll deal with it. And then the next day was our youth ministry. So we didn't even have time to dwell on like, no, what, we are, right to serve what are we going to do? And we continued to plan out to go down to go to, to go down to these services the, the next few days and to go to our church plant on Sunday night. And we did. And we did. Right. Because it was just like, oh, you know, Sunday when we bring all the kids. Right. Well, in order to bring all of our kids. Yeah, we had to have a vehicle with brakes. Fit them all. Like it just, it's just, yeah, that fits everybody, you know. And and even with the dogs, it was just kind of like, well, we're in the car. There's literally nothing we can do from here. And and then just out of frustration, I was Remi- just, not frustration. It no. reminds me of a story that a friend of ours uh, told me, and he was talking about his his daughter um, and how one of the kids was sick. Mm-hmm. And they listened to the podcast too. So shout out to you. You know who you are. I don't know who you are, so that's fine. Don't say their name. Keep going. Just tell the story. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Babek. 
if he makes it this far, he'll laugh. <laughs> I, I didn't know who it was, but I, I knew who it was, I guess. Okay, go on. Tell the story. He tells the story of their, their daughter, their middle-aged daughter. and Their, their middle-aged daughter? Middle-aged. <laughs> She's seven. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Their middle daughter. Yeah. Middle in age, like in between their other two kids. Yes. Okay, that's what I was trying to communicate. Um, but <laughs> okay. okay. Go ahead. So she's praying for her brother who's older than her who's sick. Yeah. And she said, and she was just, she, she identified it as an attack of the enemy. Yeah. Because she said, and she said, she said, God, she said, take this sickness and give it right back to the devil. Give it Good. right back to him. Just give it right back to him. Give it right back to him. Give give what he tried to what he tried to do to to my brother. Take it and just heap it on him. There you go. And he'd be the sickest he's ever been. <laughs> but that, that's faith. But that that's but that, faith. But, that's, <laughs> but it's it's reality. Yeah, that's right. It's like every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. That's right. And, yeah. and she said, if it's not good, then it's not of God. That's right. And therefore, I'm not I'm not allowing my family to claim it, and right. we're going to turn it back over on its head. Right. And so maybe Satan had a fever for a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't listen. That's like some people are like these guys. Theologians are all get crazy. They're crazy. Like, We're gonna get a, hate it again. Was, it was just a convert. It was just a thing. Okay. <laughs> it just, it just reminds me of like um, something that we're affiliated with. Every time we post oh something gosh. on Facebook, people Father get mad. Father Abraham, any son. So recently, <laughs> one of the people from our team posted. Yeah, it was just like a quote, like Father don't call Abraham any man father. Had many sons, many sons of Father Abraham, and like somebody was like mad about that. It, no, it was it was what is true about Abraham? <laughs> oh yeah, that's Father right. Abraham had many sons. Many sons had B, Father. Many sons had Father <laughs> Abraham. C, I am one of them. So are you. D, oh, let's all praise the Lord. I forget what it was, yeah. but it was the song. It was a Sunday school song. Yeah. And so someone put in the don't call anybody father out of the Gospels, they were and very then mad. I was like, well, Romans says that he's the father, our father in the faith. And it's like, and then the person commented, still don't call anybody a father. It's like, what, what? Like, Called so it. what like, do your kids what, what call you? you? Oh, maybe you don't have any kids. Maybe. Anyways, but that's, that's but just to say. he has a father. That's just to say we're probably going to get some hate over this. Always. And when, just so you know, by the way, never boost a post. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All the demons come out. <laughs> yeah, so, like, gone so are the days. Like, <laughs> it's just so Previously, in other ventures that we've had, we've boosted posts with like great results. There was no context to that. By gone what? But what are we just tell? What I just said. Yeah, gone are the days of like boosting posts Facebook on Facebook. Posts. On Facebook, I don't know about any anywhere else, but on like Facebook because like you think like okay, I'm gonna like target target audience like Christians, families, parents, like you know that that's our target audience, and then all we got was like. Middle-aged men who no, there was a really Satanist hate that started Jesus. Messaging us. Yeah, as I said, who really hate Jesus, and yeah. they and they take so much time out of their day to message us about how much they hate Jesus and hate us, and we're like, that's how you know you're doing things good. Okay, when you start getting the devil mad at you. Yeah, and then he uses people to lash out at you. Like there was one. What? I mean, if I pulled up, I mean there was like he just sent hundreds of message messages in like a four-hour time span, and he'd be like, ha ah. ha ha. Pictures head spinning around, you know, like, green stuff like, coming out of the like, mouth. Ah. 
Jesus isn't real. He hates you. And like, just like over and over again, like just like one line things like that. And you're, and then occasionally we'd respond. We'd be like, God loves you and has a wonderful plan. Yeah. For just your so life. you know, that's how we respond to our, our hate mail. We say, God <laughs> loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And then, the, then they get really mad. God doesn't love anyone. Ah-ha! Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. That has nothing that, to do with it. We know you can always tell when we've near the end of the episode because it just gets derailed into something not having to do with anything else. I had to write something about who, who, who are ministers I admire. Remember that? Yeah. And you read it. Yeah, I remember. And, and the first one that came to mind as we're getting ready to close was Dr. Ritchie. I love that man. <laughs> because he's, he, I wrote a paper for so Here's a story for you. He'll never hear this probably, hopefully. Because Unless someone, a student oh, listens to the podcast and then they play it for him. But he told me, he said, he said Jason... My paper that I just turned in. He said that was your best paper yet. It was actually cohesive. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> you have to do the announcements at the end, please. You have to. I feel like I'm at like the river, just like, hey, I can't do anything. My Start, eyes are watering. I have like it the, started with the I'm middle, middle, look middle at my age seven year old. So, so if you're watching this, I'm really allergic to ragweed, and it's all out now, and hence my eyes. <laughs> look at them. <laughs> Hang on. So, <laughs> sorry, we got way off. But, uh, remember, God loves you. <laughs> Bye.